You're listening to Strong Woman Radio, a sanctuary free of testosterone, save for a few special guests, where ladies who like to lift heavy things can chit-chat about the struggles and success that comes with being a woman in a man-dominated sport. We welcome all listeners of all sports, be it strongman, CrossFit, Olympic lifting, or more. Please send us your own inside girl jokes or questions if you'd like to submit one through the contact form on paleoparents.com. Simply click the podcast drop-down from the top right corner and submit a question or comment under the SWR tab. While you're at it, shop on the sidebar of our blog for our favorite products and recommended partners. Now, let's get to our fearless leaders, two competitive strong women athletes who earned their invites to nationals within the first year of training for the sport. Please remember, Stacey and Vivian's banter is often mindless and should never be taken for professional medical advice. So welcome to Strong Woman Radio, everybody. We are Ooh, we are back. Back. It has been crazy, super exciting week. We have um, a special guest that's going to join us shortly, but I just kind of wanted to touch base with you, Viv, because you've got some awesome stuff going on, and I've got yes. some awesome stuff going oh. on. <laughs> wanted to check in and say what's up. I just finished Keep It Zundy Run, and I actually raised all the money, so you're getting all the videos, guys. What? All of it? Yeah. All nine? And I was like, oh, snap. All nine videos. We're going to do it in the house again. So I'm thinking after we record podcasts now on Fridays, that's what we'll be doing. Yeah, we're going to have to do that. Well, yeah. I think I think the lighting will be okay in there. Yeah. I think I think it we can should make be it work. fine. Like to be honest, like after I get it, like I'll edit in. It'll be a thing. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be fine. So yeah, guys, thanks so much for all the donations. It was super fun. It was super cold. <laughs> it was. Wow. It was it historically was cold. Five, it was historically cold. It was literally five degrees when I was running in my underwear. Not in the, not not windshield. Like actual <laughs> no. five degrees. Actually five degrees. Yeah. And that wasn't including the windshield because at that time apparently. Apparently the windchill has stopped. Not that I could feel my skin at all. But yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see my cool pictures with a lumber sexual and like naked. Well, not naked. Well, in my underwear. I was in a tutu and a bra like classy girls do in the streets, <laughs> you know, posing in front of the Capitol. That's how I roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> so yeah. And then this weekend I'm headed out to um, Strongest Southern Belle in Cynthiana, Kentucky. So if you are near the armory out there, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I will tweet it out and you can come see me as I compete with my training partner, Nicole, and we will be out there doing, lifting all the things and stuff. (laughs) Definitely. I really wanted to go with you. I still had hope as of last week that I was going to go with you and then, um, I realized that I had made some commitments and uh, honestly that commitment might get canceled because we're expecting snow again on oh, Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, you should be fine where you're going cause you're leaving yeah. before the snow is going to come. But, um, yeah, so it might even be that the thing that I was committed to doing, I won't be able to do, but nonetheless, I'm going to try to talk you into going the Arnold. Do you know who's going to the Arnold? Meg. And Barry. Meg and Barry, yes, who've both been on the show. And you know all the people that are competing at the Arnold, which is like... Thor is going to be there. 
Oh, your boyfriend? My boyfriend. <laughs> I wish. No. Um, your second husband? <laughs> you know what? I, that guy is just so nice. Like, I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. He just seems really genuine and nice. And, like, he's, you know, Instagramming with pictures he's of like kids. the strong men you meet and you're just like, oh, you teddy bear. Yeah. I would break your heart. <laughs> but, honestly, even though he looks like he's my age, he's like... 10 years younger than me, so it's probably inappropriate. Yeah, he's younger than me, is he not? Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, anyway, I really, I just think, anyway, I would like to go. I think it will <laughs> do be... Do you need me to get you a drool pan? Are you okay? No, I'm totally fine. I'll get a picture of me hugging him, but I'll be totally fine. Um, there's just going to be a whole lot of awesome happening there, and I don't want to miss it. So, so maybe you should share a room with Barry. Isn't he, like, staying literally right there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I don't know how to swing that because, like, this trip on the trip right after, I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> Listen, I'm when we're filming the video and you're all under pressure, I'm going to make you commit to something without even realizing <laughs> that you're doing it. And then it'll be on video and I'll hold you to it. So Yeah, okay. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, anyway, so um, also just to make sure that um, – people are aware um we had some exciting news this week um and this is actually i think this is the first place that it will be revealed because we won't be making an announcement on the blog until after this podcast goes live so you people are are in the know you are the exclusive group because i didn't know this when i recorded the paleo view so um we just found out from our publisher that our second cookbook beyond bacon which was published about two years ago um just got picked up by costco usa in all stores so crazy awesome march 3rd you can walk into any costco store in the united states and you can find beyond bacon there and if you can't find beyond bacon there ask somebody and they'll help you find it because get it costco is notorious for like (laughs) keeping boxes of books in the back but um they will all have beyond bacon and you know i don't know if i talked about this with real life paleo probably because it was like a life-changing event for me (laughs) but my dream was to get into costco like that's that has always been my dream, and especially with Real Life Paleo, because I feel like that book um, is so accessible. Hey to the... Now that you got one foot in with Beyond Bacon. I know, I know. That's, that's my hope, right, is that um, especially if people, if you, your mom, your friend, anybody you think you know that might want this book, it's most affordable at Costco. Like, no one else, even Amazon, is carrying it as low as um, Costco will be, and it's a hard hardback book it is it's beautiful it's and delicious the value is superb and spring is coming so you can use up all those soups and stews and braised recipes right now and you're you know big one pot and then when the spring comes you can pull out your barbecue and you can make all kinds of delicious um, pork barbecue dishes and viv will tell you to make bacon jam for everyone you know that bacon jam though (laughs) everything like just put it on everything i have it with white rice sometimes because you know why not (laughs) oh i bet that would be really good yeah just put it in your white rice (laughs) so (laughs) my point is that a, I'm like super stoked, shocked, awesome, surprised, proud, 
every word that you could think of. All of the feels. All the feels for sure. And um, if if it is something that you're interested, if you don't have that book yet, I please go check it out. Um, and if you don't have a Costco membership, ask a friend, a parent. I mean, I used to always steal my parents' Costco memberships. Um, but it would be superbly awesome if you guys were able to support us in that capacity because um, if the sales are good, like Viv mentioned, I would love to get Real Life Paleo into Costco USA. Um, that book is, I think, ideal for that audience. And um, I'm just I'm just really surprised and, and excited and um, and grateful. So anyway, we have like an actual show and, and guest and stuff, but I was super excited and wanted to share that information and was super happy for you with your Cupid's Ani run and your upcoming competition. I know you're going to lift all the heavy things and you're going to kick all the asses. So I hope so. All um, of our, all of our I fans, will... make sure to follow Viv on Instagram and social media this weekend because if she doesn't post pictures and videos of the comp, <laughs> I will kick her ass. I know it's so hard, and I'm like, I can't keep up with Stacy's posting, obviously. <sighs> the woman is good at it. I just don't know how to do it. Right? I just enjoy I it. I just enjoy what she it. Likes to do. Me, I'm like, I can't even think about getting my phone out when I'm doing something because I'm like, why, who would want to look at this? But I will do it this weekend. I need you to do it I this will weekend. Do it for you guys. I'll leave you. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's get, now to our interview. Let's get into it. <laughs> Through the magic of the internet and that's production <laughs> podcasting, we are now. Record. Oh, it's already. Oh. Oh, stop <laughs> interrupting me, woman. Sorry. I do this two times a week for the last two years. Through the magic of the internet. And um, voodoo and things that happen with Matt and the computers. We are now joined by Kale Beck, who is the second, well, technically the third male that we've had on the show, but the second show, including a male. So welcome and um, quite a privilege for us to let you <laughs> into our, our special secret society here. Well, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm very honored. <laughs> Well, the reason that um, you're kind of a, a special guest is I think that um, it would be really great to share you as a resource with a lot of our listeners because you run their website, Starting Strong Man. I mean, you also have all the social media and stuff on there as well. Um, and we get so many questions from people about how to find strength training gyms, how to find coaches, how to you know, break through the nerves of being, you know, scared to start, a, uh, you know, walking into a where gym. Where do I pick, start? Right. I'm yeah. scared to pick up heavy things, you know, and I think where I direct a lot of those people, not just to like the, the stuff that I've written about it from my own personal perspective is I tell people all the time to check startingstrongmanmap.com and I myself put our home gym on the startingstrongmanmap.com because... Yep. If people want to come on open gyms on Friday night, they can come work out with us, flip tires, do heavy things. And I think it's a lot less intimidating environment than walking into a Globo gym as a woman and the free weight area is kind of like this this bubble that you just can't burst, right? Like you literally, you try to walk into it and the, the waves of testosterone push you back. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to kind of introduce you and, and your resources and talk a little bit about starting Strongman to the, to the listeners that have asked so many times about getting started. No, and I appreciate that. And I've definitely noticed when uh, 
you've gave me a nice plug here and there on social media, and it's very much appreciated because all of this, the whole way it grows is by word of mouth. And uh, the way I started it is I got in the sport way 2007, and it was pretty much anyone you talk to who's got in a strong man or strong woman, you know, it's the same thing. It's just the, the one sport that's a, you know, it's a, it's co-ed, but then it, the title is strongman, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. You know, you put the little abbreviation around the W and the O to <laughs> dignify it, but they kind of just got into it happenstance, and, and there was never, and you know, this is a sport I love, and I know you, you, you two do as well, but it's like, how do you get into it? It seems like it's this, like, mysterious secret thing almost (laughs) and I never really got that and everyone always talks about oh we want it to be bigger we like how do we grow the sport how do the you know pros get money how do we get more shows on tv how does how do we get like you know pro cards for women or actually you know shows that are gonna you know bigger shows for the ladies and stuff like that and it's like well everyone's looking at you know step 90 before they (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> figured out step one there's no resources out there to how to even start in it and that's how it it kind of started if i could tell you how many domain names i've registered and like half websites i've built in the past <laughs> you know in the past half a decade that i just decided were not a good idea and it, it just ended up working out right though when i just you know literally starting strongman and that's what neat what i feel needed to be done to help the sport continue to grow and to get the kind of people that would be interested in it as well because I think both of you and your uh, listeners are a lot of came from like a CrossFit background or that might have been how they were introduced into uh, strength training in general but a lot of people that do stuff like CrossFit they like the lifting they like parts of it but then they don't like the you know 50 burpees and running two miles stuff. And they're like, I like Stacy likes burpees like a weirdo. I don't like 50 of them. But they're a good Five. workout. What's your burpee cutoff? Like 10 in a row is where I'm like, all right, let's take a break. I've yeah, done, cool. I've done, a, I've done 100 burpees for time a couple of times. And that's like a super intense workout. That's, yeah, you know. that's pretty awful. This one time I made a questionable life choice and did 500. <laughs> that's not a good life choice at all. It was well, when you're talking about Viv and I's body weight, like, that's that's heavy movement, you know? That's right. that, that's not just cardio, like, that's strength training. So, anyway, yeah, but, sorry. But what I think, uh, so, like, strong woman is... You know, then you guys found that, and you're like, oh, well, this is a lot of the heavy stuff with some cardio, you know, with the medleys and everything involved. There's still an athletic component to it, unlike, you know, something like powerlifting where it's just static lifts, where you're just squatting, benching, deadlift. You're still moving, doing farmer's walk, tire flip. You know, there's dynamic movements, which you might have liked in CrossFit, but it doesn't last much longer than 60 seconds ever, so. Yeah. That's what we love. <laughs> We're sprinters, not marathoners. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that that's kind of like, they're like, oh, well, that's what I'm good at, and that's what I like, and they would still, they'd rather transition into, you know, something like Strong Woman versus, you know, they might have got their foot in the door with CrossFit or weightlifting or, or et cetera. Yeah, but, and I think... So I just wanted to build that same 
kind of structure that CrossFit's done such a good job as is everyone looks at the CrossFit games and they go, oh, well, look at how popular CrossFit is by looking at the games. They don't realize that it started with a website that just had information on it. Yeah. It all starts with information. So that's what I've been trying to provide with Starting Strong Man. Oh, I think I think you've done a great job of that, and I think you're right. We all do. A lot of us have come from a CrossFit or even an Olympic lifting background. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, this um, this idea of giving people a place to start is really important because, you know, I'll post a video of flipping a tire or pulling a truck, and to someone that seems so unattainable, we, we have someone who comes and works out with us that we call Little Nicole, and little Nicole is like a hundred pounds soaking wet, maybe, right? Like yeah. maybe, yeah. Um, and she's never done any sort of heavy movement at all, but she's really wants to do it, you know? And so she'll come and she's looking at a tire, like a two fifty tire. And she's like, there's no way I can do it. There's no way I can do it. And I'm like, first of all, you're not allowed to say that you can't do something here. <laughs> Second of all, we're going to help you lift this tire. And then like the feeling of accomplishment that someone has when they do it and they're like, Oh, that's not that hard. You know? And it's like, yeah, that's what's really cool about the sport is what I love is the dynamic movements that you talked about, but also I love how freaking impressive it is. Yeah, to like, that's where I'm at. You know, I'm like, look at this, though. Right. I just, pulled a, I just pulled a truck. <laughs> I just lifted this giant concrete stone. The log looks way more impressive than a barbell <laughs> going above your head. You know, like, I just feel like the, the movements are really fun and interesting and... Um, they're, that's, you know, why Viv and I love them. But I think in general, you know, what I've found from starting Strongman, especially like the map, is that it's a really good resource to tell people who are just looking for starting strength training, right? Because if you find a gym mm-hmm. that speaks Strongman, they're going to speak strength. strength. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, if you're just looking for someone to coach you on, even if you want to do powerlifting and you want to, you know, learn really good form on basic movements, like going to a strength and conditioning gym is the place where you're going to do that. Um, and I think, uh, this, this idea too, that we talked about last week with, um, uh, I don't want to call her a professional CrossFit athlete, but she's, she's prioritized CrossFit as, I mean, that's all she's doing right now. Right. And so, um, she's, she's trying to go to the games and, um, we were talking with her about how last year the games had a bunch, bunch of strongman strong movements, movements in it, and yeah. now CrossFit has a strongman affiliate. Um, it's a lot more cardio than strength, but it's still it's farmers, it's tires, it's sandbags, and it's I personally think it's really awesome that we're kind of expanding that scope and and can I think it gives validity to the sport that right. those movements are um, cross functional to to such a popular sport. And I agree with you. Like they didn't get there overnight, but also they got there because it's fun to watch and they have people doing it. People who perform the sport, who are connected to the athletes who go to the games, you know, the, and, and that sort of thing. And so I think by providing that foundation for people on a strength basis, whether it's starting strongman or something else, it gives people the the entry to start and to be interested, you know? Yeah, and I, I can actually give some insight to that um, on why. Well, actually, first off, I wrote an article right after the 2014 CrossFit Games. And, of course, because it has the word CrossFit in the title, it's one of the most read articles I have on my website. It's just, you know, a strongman's take on the 2014 CrossFit Games. And, and it's just 
I wanted to point out, I think it was like seven out of 13 events had some sort of strongman component in them. And so, in the team series, it was even more. Um, I, that might not be the exact number, but it was a lot. And what it was is you have to understand now, and I'll just give a little bit of insight on why, is that CrossFit, the CrossFit Games is on ESPN now, and World's Strongest Man is not on ESPN anymore. So it's all the same people that worked with World's Strongest Man. They went, well, this CrossFit thing's great, has a great audience, but it's not that visually appealing watching people do pull-ups. So that's why they started to implement more of the strongman style ah. stuff, you know, pushing sleds, the arm over arm. You saw they had like the giant tire flip at the Invitational in San Jose that Jason Kalipa did. Well, not giant, but... They also had it in the teams in the games because I watched a team struggle to, to flip a big tire yeah. and I was like smacking yeah, my was forehead. A, that actually wasn't at the games. That was at a, um Invitational at the San Jose, ah. in San Jose. They had, yeah, they were pushing, like, these multi-team sleds and uh, that big, like, worm thing at the games and doing all that because it is it is more visually appealing, and that's actually why Strongman started in the first place, the actual sport of Strongman, lifting weird stuff and tests of strength that have existed since, you know... Forever. Man, since forever. <laughs> since, you know, they, since a farmer found a rock in his way? <laughs> Yeah, and he said, hey, I can pick this up. And the other person said, no, you can't. And he did. And the <laughs> other person found a bigger rock. But the, how Strongman's kind of interesting is that it started off, it's it's a TV show concept that somehow molded itself into a s- actual sport. Because it was just, they just took, they went, okay, well, we're going to take the best, biggest, strongest athletes in the world from all these different disciplines and then we're going to give them feats of strength that look visually appealing so we can make a television show because the problem with like powerlifting is you know if so, if a guy's deadlifting 600 pounds of plates the average viewer that doesn't, doesn't know the difference train, yeah. yeah between 600 and 800 or 900 it's just there's plates but when you, you know if someone's tires. carrying two two fridges on their back then oh yeah will. that's impressive or like motorcycles or something weird. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw that once. <laughs> yeah, when I when I do that when I do the axle with the tires on the edge, even though it's like half of what my deadlift is, people right. are like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, it's yeah. just tires, guys. But yeah. that's what I love about the sport. You know, it's it's cool. It's visually appealing. It feels sexy. Yeah, we'll just, and I love let's, it. let's be honest. It makes a great profile picture. For real, <laughs> it does. It does. So, um, you're you're moving in. You're expanding starting strongman and i heard you announce earlier this week that um starting strongman is going to sponsor some athletes so what does that mean for the average person who is interested in strength training like is this person a liaison are they in media representing starting strongman and someone who can answer questions about getting started or what what does that look like what are your plans uh, my plans for that is it's mostly just to give back and probably it doesn't make much any business sense for me. Like if we're going to talk monetarily or anything like that, I'm sure it's something I'll end up losing money on. But I just want to support the sport. And I think that's important to try to give back as things expand and as it grows, do my own part to help some athletes and, you know, being a athlete myself somewhat, I wouldn't say retired now, but taking a little break, 
understand how hard it is to compete and how much it costs. Like, I think to compete in the Arnold last year, I ended up like $2,500 out of pocket just between flights and hotel and everything like that. So, you know, it is an expense and there's no real, uh, you know, there's no real monetary benefit or any sort of thing like that unless you're a heavyweight guy at this point. And one of the things I think is very important to keep this sport growing is to show it's for everyone, that there is weight classes, that there's women, that there's lightweight women. And the main thing I want to do is just take a couple athletes that are, you know, top five in the nation, because, you know, they're high level in the, less, in the lighter weight classes and in the, the women's classes, and just kind of give them a spotlight which is going to allow them to uh, get a bigger following and just show more people the impressive athletes that are in Strongman. And I also want them, you know, available to, you know, like you said, answer questions, write articles and stuff like that. So hopefully there'll just be more content, even if it's just their training videos or, you know, their own how-to videos and stuff like that. Hopefully... That's if, you know, the people that you work with will actually do the work you want them to do. But <laughs> for the, I, I think for the average person that comes to the website, it'll just, there won't be too much difference. It's just, the main thing is it's just my way of trying to help support some athletes knowing how it was to be an athlete. And, and trust me, they're not, like, I, I'm not in a position to, like, change anyone's life by this or anything like that, but... I figure if I can, you know, pay an entry fee here or there and at least give them some support and, you know, offering them a, like I also do online coaching a lot and I've coached a lot of uh, athletes that have been pretty successful and, you know, if I can just help them even just with their training, then I'll do that. I think you coached a a woman, well, I'll call a friend of ours who works out at um, my Sunday gym, The Edge. Um, uh uh-huh. Sue, do you remember Sue from yeah. Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she did. She was a uh, training for Masters Nationals, and I think decided to switch more to powerlifting or something. But yeah, yeah, she ended up not going for sure because I was there at Nationals. Yeah, <laughs> she well, I think she had some problem with kid care and that kind of stuff. No, I know. I remember right before it, she couldn't make it, and that was <laughs> disappointing. But she couldn't make it out there. But yeah, I worked. I've worked with a, a good number of athletes and uh, what I, I'm happy that a lot of the people I've worked with it's for a longer term like there's a lot of people I've worked with for over a year at this point and that's how you can really help as being a coach I feel is you actually know that person versus just giving them like here's you know some for 12 weeks I'm sorry you're you're not going to change the world in 12 weeks <laughs> you know, it's just it takes time but that's yes. why that's why Viv is here every Friday. <laughs> yeah. Kicking so my butt with your gear. coaching, do you just do just the movements and strength stuff, or do you do diet and yada yada? I do not do diet and yada yada. Uh, you don't do yada yada either. Make, if I did, well, well, <laughs> trust me, with uh, online coaching, ends up being your part-time psychologist. I, I, I definitely deal with the yada yada. <laughs> definitely deal with the yada yada uh, no I don't do diet or like meal plans Uh, that there's people way more qualified than me that actually went to school to be nutritionists 
So I'm just not trying to make a cash grab. There's, I know there's plenty of people that would pay me to like tell them to eat chicken and rice every day, <laughs> but I, I feel like there's people that understand that a lot better than me. I will offer like diet guidelines, you know, and I'll help like someone ask me like simple questions that I kind of know, like, you know, about intro workout nutrition, like, you know, what kind of carb sources they should use and protein get a lot of questions like that and simple supplement questions, but I'm not going to write someone out like an entire meal plan and charge you for it. <laughs> no, I just stick to just train, just the actual weightlifting, the strongman movements and programming, you know, and uh, video review and all that. I was going to say that, that could be helpful for a lot of our listeners who aren't able to find a local facility. Um, you know, mm. finding, finding an online coach that can watch videos can be helpful too, because especially for an experienced lifter um, versus like a brand new lifter, you can definitely help kind of review and tweak things. And I know, you know, when I'm doing stuff, I think that I'm doing it fine. And then Viv will come over on Friday and be like, this is all right. Yeah, definitely. I think even if you don't have a coach, just videoing your own list is important. That's something I've done. Like I, I have embarrassing YouTube videos that go back to like 2006. <laughs> you can look <laughs> you know, it up. <laughs> oh, torment yeah, you? There's, there's stuff up there. Like, <laughs> is that the same person? But yeah, I, I I look back at it sometimes and it's just weird. I'm like, I just I don't even see that as me anymore. But you know, I just I think it's also important when people are starting. I try to share some of that stuff because you know it's it's almost a decade ago at this point, which is weird. It's weird for me. I always considered myself one of the young people in the sport. Now I'm like a a veteran, I guess. They talk about like the old guard. <laughs> I'm 29. <laughs> I'm not old, but I feel like it. Oh my gosh, like... you're younger than me. That's that. Yeah, I'm like you're still swallow. older than me, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot like at nationals this last year. There was a lot like more young people, which I don't remember seeing you know like well, 21 22 so, so we, I think we talked about thing. yeah we talked about that in the podcast with the the two um males that we had last time because barry uh -huh. i don't know if you know barry von perkins but he's yeah. been doing this a really long time too mm -hmm. um and he's who um owns the edge which is where i work out on sundays yep. and um he you know it's interesting to kind of talk to him about where he's seen the sport go in you know the time that he's been doing it and um, I think we all kind of agreed that there was a huge um, shift in the kind of people that were coming to the sport and the volume of people that were coming to the sport with the popularization of CrossFit. And I think, you know, we kind of characteristic ca characterized it earlier that there are people like Viv and I who fell in love with CrossFit and we then we fell in love with like 50% of CrossFit and then we found <laughs> a sport that turned that 50% into 100% <laughs> and kind of moved towards it. And... I genuinely think that it's because of things like what you're doing with starting Strongman and other resources on social media and that kind of stuff that I even knew about it. And it's interesting to me because, you know, if you do hashtag CrossFit, there's like a bajillion people who are on social media sharing about their CrossFit and yep. their boxes and their websites and their lift videos and their YouTube accounts. And it's like endless what you can find for CrossFit. But if you look for the same stuff for strong man or strong woman, you find a lot of powerlifting. <laughs> you find a lot of like figure competitors, but there you know isn't a lot of, 
you know, straw man. And so I think it's with these kinds of resources, it's, it's interesting for people to literally discover a sport. And when yeah. I describe it to people, I'm like, you know, that thing that's been on TV for a long time that you find over like Christmas break at 2 a.m. with the guy lifting the, the concrete stone and pulling <laughs> the big truck. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I'm like, that's my sport. They're like, no way. So yeah, um, it, I, I've been saying that for years. And, you know, I'm uh, I, I can I always competed at the 175 pound class, which would be considered the, the lightweight division. And people kind of look at me and they go, really? And I go, yeah, no, you, YouTube me, you'll see it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and I, that's the thing with, uh, you know, strong man, strong woman is everyone knows it. Everyone's seen it and everyone's watched it. Like they just don't know not, what it's called. Yeah. They, they don't know that it's a thing. Like I think most people's perception of the sport is, that you know these giant people from like you know some weird scandinavian country <laughs> go to some remote location and they're just kind of they grunt and pull a bus once a year and then they go back to doing whatever they do which <laughs> is not the case it's a real sport you know the people train very hard year round i've you know i've been around uh pro strongman trained with plenty of them over the years and stuff and they're normal people and they come from every, you know, different walk of life from, you know, some are bouncers all the way up to, you know, have their PhDs and everything in between. Yeah. Well, I think and, I, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but like while we're talking about weird countries, I think the, uh, the sport was definitely helped when Thor got on Game of Thrones, right? Like <laughs> yeah, that, that's helped a lot. He's, when, he's the biggest thing in strong Oh gosh. And when I, do, when I talk to people about, cause they know who he is, right. they call him the mountain and yeah. I'm like, no, no, that's Thor. Right. And then I have to go into like who he is for the sport. And they're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah. I know. <laughs> and the thing, and like, he's on, you know, one of the most popular and one of the best television shows on right now, but he's in it for like very memorable scenes, but for like three scenes. Yeah. You know, and those three scenes have done more for Strongman than, like, it being shown at 12 p.m. on ESPN2 for the past 20 years. It's <laughs> totally. the funny thing because how popular it is. But, you know, everyone, I, I, what I find funny about him is he's trying to run with this whole mountain thing and call himself the mountain. I'm like, your name's Thor. You don't have to go by the mountain. Well, you know what? That's what people know him as, honestly. Like, yeah, either one, it works. You know, like, when your name is Thor, yeah, you don't have to exactly. go by something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I figure if you're six foot nine and almost four hundred pounds and have abs, I think just about anything probably works. Yep. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how how did uh yeah you cause, so you said that you uh you got into the sport kind of through CrossFit. Both of you did. So what is your perception on like I want to ask you where you'd like to see it go? You know, being a little newer to the sport, I guess, by everything's going, where, where do you want to see it go? Or where do you see it going? So I'll speak from the unique perspective that I have coming from the paleo community, right? Because I was, mm. I was paleo before I was a CrossFitter. Most people come to paleo after they CrossFit. Mine was the opposite. I was paleo for three years. I lost over a hundred pounds. And then I was like, wow, I feel really good. I should go do something. And I, all of my friends were doing CrossFit, so that's when I went and did. And right. for me, I look at the sport and I see a lot of people advocating really bad healthy health behaviors. And I have a lot of concerns about 
um, the sport getting a reputation for um, things that are unhealthy. For example, a lot of people in the sport have sleep apnea. A lot of people in the sport, you know, are eating a lot of crappy food that leads to bad cholesterol. And then, you know, there's, there's just, for me, like I would rather be able to point to the sport and say, this is helping me get healthier versus right now when I point to the sport, people kind of look at the pros and the pros don't represent kind of a a picture of health. And that's not to say that I think that they should be looking a certain way, but you know, if you, I've, I've, I follow some people in social media who are in the community who advocate consumption of food that might make them feel stronger, but I know leads to chronic health conditions. And that's kind of, you know, for me, where I'm trying to go with the sport is to show people that you can be really fucking strong and not have to eat Pop-Tarts and donuts. You know, like, I would love to eat Pop-Tarts and donuts, but that's not really what gives everybody strength. You know, like, we can <laughs> we can lie to ourselves, but sugar is never a health food. Like, sugar is toxic. So, um, I just feel like, for me... And what I'm really interested in and what I'm trying to push towards is this idea that there are there are foods that um, can actually help with your performance that um, don't require junk, you know? Like, I don't know. That's... No, I, yeah, that, no, that's interesting. Um, and I, I definitely feel like uh, a lot of uh, people probably get mad at me for saying this, but a lot of people use strongman and uh weight training in general as an excuse to eat like a fat kid yeah when when like if you look at like the true professionals most of them have a nutritionist and a pretty if a pretty damn you know for lack of better word clean diet at that level and you know as speaking myself i used to be a a heavier competitor and i i can speak on this fact that being lean doesn't exactly mean healthy either yes i got i had some health problems after the arnold last year just due to a lot of things and i was i was pretty damn lean but i was a heavier competitor and had a worse you know diet and i got stronger while losing weight and getting healthier at some point and it's it isn't like fueling your body with good food and the right levels is what helps like I know plenty I talked to so many strongmen that are they're getting smaller like it was this whole yeah. thing like everyone needs to be 400 pounds and and all this and, and I think that that's happened in the last year or two and I wonder yeah. how much Thor contributes to that you know like oh, Thor, totally. is, Thor is showing people like you can look good you you can because he's I don't think by any sort of means of definition that he would walk into the doctor's office and he would have like a a lightweight BMI, right? Like, but he's lean. He doesn't, he, he's not like carrying a huge gut that prevents him from moving quickly. You know, like for me, that's my goal is like, I don't need to be thin. I'm perfectly happy being heavyweight forever, but I would like to get to a point where I can move more quickly because I am less of myself. (laughs) Yeah. and, And I think a lot of people, they, they forget that it is a dynamic sport and there isn't a level of, of athleticism that you need and they all and uh, you know because 
medleys are hard like, for real like, you, know, like, you do like a three like you carry a set of farmers down 60 feet and and then come back and pick up a keg and then come back and pick up a duck walk yeah like that, that that's hard and you watch how thor moves no one's beating him at that stuff right now and then everyone goes oh Snap. damn i gotta be an athlete now <laughs> like so you you have to do that and i and yeah i'm an advocate of not eating ex, you know extensively my my friend trevor cashy he just got his phd in biochemistry this past weekend or past last week and you know he's wrote nutrition plans out for me before and he works with a lot of strength athletes as well and if anyone was looking for a diet i'd definitely recommend him but uh you know he was saying that you know the only not consuming excess cal like excess calories don't lead to strength gains but you know too low of a caloric load does but what people they think what they think is too low like they think if i don't eat 4000 calories a day it's too low like they'd be surprised what's actually too low like you can eat pretty much at maintenance and get stronger for the majority of people, I think. And I, I did just that. And Especially if you I, have fat to burn because you're able to utilize right. those calories, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're already, you know, the, you know, the typical heavyweight, you know, strong man or woman, like you, you have, you have fat to burn and you'll be okay. Like I got down to 185 in 2013 in uh, 2012 to compete. And I stayed about that weight for, you know, over two years but my body composition kept shifting because I just kept eating, you know, right at or a little above maintenance and it just, you know, worked and I was very stringent with, you know, very strict with my diet, but it was actually getting fired and having to be self-employed was one of the things that kind of led to kind of getting back off track because, you know, starting your own business is a lot of work and stressful as I'm sure you can attest to. Yeah, I'm going through some some stuff right now. (laughs) The last three years thinking I can have a full-time job, write three cookbooks, run two podcasts, and train. And three kids. I know all about it. And then what ends up happening is you stop training for a bit and it goes to the wayside. And then you're like, oops, I haven't worked out in a week. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why, yeah, in 2015, at the end of last year I just kind of sat back I'm like what are all these things I'm doing and what are taking the majority of my time and what is what I really need to be focusing on for my future and what I want to accomplish to get this sport bigger and to you know grow my own company and just kind of cut some stuff out of there and get back to actually giving myself some time and especially you know not being on my computer when my wife's home all when she, when she gets home from work is a nice thing for her but so you know, it was actually easier, like, working a 9-to-5 job because I'm like, okay, it's 11 a.m., I can eat this. Then at 1, I eat again. So it's a lot harder to do that. But, yeah, the point is that that's interesting that you want to just get that healthier. But, yeah, and I, I'm kind of along the same lines with that is I just want to show that Strongman is for everyone. That's the tagline of starting Strongman. And just that it's scalable. It's not all worlds. Like what CrossFit did such a good job at is saying it's for everyone when really it's like 
the games is not for everyone. I'm no, sorry. The games yeah. aren't for everybody. <laughs> but the open is. <laughs> yeah, no, every but that's the thing. Everyone can do the open, but even now that's going to be scalable yeah. next year. So even the open isn't for everyone to some extent anymore and started to get less and less of it. But they've done a good job of at least making people believe it's for everyone. But, <laughs> you know, Strongman can be for everyone too. Like an empty keg is like 35 pounds. Logs can weigh... 80 pounds and under like and i think most, we have a 65 for women yeah yeah like you have a 65 pound log most most any woman can press a 65 pound log overhead if she, you know even if she's untrained so it is for everyone and the movements are scalable just like anything else and and the thing is like you know everyone talks about trying to do functional fitness the sport of strongman is moving odd object. I know. Yeah, it's so cool. It's the best. I can tow my friend's car if I need to. Everyone's yeah, so, like, yeah. I'm going to get stuck in the snow just for you. <laughs> so, Viv, where... I, I what? Can't. Yeah. So, I can't tell you, like, how, like, I look from having to move weird objects like, you know, kegs and sandbags and uh, lifting logs and whatever weird event they'll throw at you every now and then. I'll look at something... Like, I pretty much moved our entire house by myself because mm-hmm. my wife was having back surgery at the time. I think I, I moved, like, every, like every couch myself. You know, I just pick up the couch because, you know, normal. looks like, oh, it's, you know, <laughs> that's big and awkward. But it's like, and I'm not the biggest guy. I'm only about 185 pounds. But I look, I know how to pick up an object and you know, I can... I know how to technically pick up a couch right by myself. <laughs> I'm saying like I can look at the leverage points and this and and get it done. So just doing strongman's just made me more body aware on how to move with weight. And one of the problems that I find with uh, CrossFit is they they test all aspects of fitness, but there's not much moving with weight. There's moving with your own body. There's running. There's this. Then there's weightlifting, but there's no actually moving with weight. And I think how it's programmed a lot of the time leads to a lot of imbalances like whenever I, I'll get and I love when I get like someone like a cross a girl who's done CrossFit signs up to work with me because I know I'm going to help them make cro- progress because first <laughs> off if you're going to a strictly a strength training program and you stop doing a bunch of wads your strength's going to shoot through the roof just from the work capacity <laughs> but the good thing is is that it's so varied that they're good at picking up skills and they have a you know, usually have a high capacity for workload which is you know they can handle volume and volumes how you get better but what i've found is they almost always have a lack of hamstring development compared to quads <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about I didn't just do, you know, weeks of Smolov to recover my my imbalance there. (laughs) So, yeah, because, you know, when they're just doing the weightlifting and there's less, like, actually deadlifting and isolation work towards, you know, glutes, hamstrings, uh, usually, especially how women are built, you know, strong quads will take over. Yeah, I was going to say, you can deadlift and squat with your your quads, I know, because I did it for the last two years. Oh, you can. It's just not optimal. It's right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's what I did in CrossFit because the weight was never heavy enough for me. Exactly. To have to use everything else. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've I've also found that and just like a like general like upper body strength. 
in the back from not doing enough like strict varieties of pull-ups and rows and just doing strict presses in general like everything's a push press everything's a, mm. a jerk everything's a snatch so there's just a lack of like shoulder stability because yeah. they've never like built up that actual muscle joint by just doing you know strict presses and even bench and all that so and and like when you carry weight that's how you get like abdominal stability because it, you know if you've carried like a keg or a yoke <laughs> it's gonna fold you over yeah <laughs> understatement if you, uh, if you don't have the ab strength to, to hold it in place so i think it, it doesn't matter even if you don't want to compete in strong woman i think just adding in some of the movements like you've said before it's fun it makes a good profile picture if anything else to lift an atlas stone or something it's just very helpful on that aspect and it's gonna it's gonna make you your you know more functional your that person just being able to carry weight like you know it's you carry a front carry like you end up having to carry your kid around it's the same same kind of thing like so, so you know just adding a little bit in here and there I think can really help, especially just even walking with some like dumbbells for farmers walk once a week oh is going to do a lot of benefits. <laughs> I used to think those dumbbells for fitness. farmers walks were the worst thing. On oh my gosh. Life. Yeah. They give <laughs> oh, you they like suck. tiny little kettlebells. And you're like, Oh, this is so heavy. I'm like, no, you don't even know heavy. My friend. But, then I, but then it's like for like, you know, a mile and then you're like, okay, this still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, what about you? I recommend doing it for a mile. And then, <laughs> that's one of the things that's a whole other discussion on like, I, I'll see like on, on Instagram, I'll see there's a gym up here where they have like an iron mile where you're supposed to carry a yoke for a mile oh, yeah that like, sucks too i've done it well not like a heavy yoke but yeah you know, no it's not heavy but it doesn't matter like i don't sucks. Think you have something loaded on your spine for that long <laughs> sucks you're every time you getting... dropped it you do three clean and jerks or something stupid Jeez. Yeah, yeah there's a difference <laughs> there's a difference between trying to improve your fitness and just testing your tolerance for <laughs> i like to do one stupid thing a year this year was cupid's undie run mm -hmm. in three degree weather <laughs> so um you you originally asked where we saw the sport going i'm curious to hear yeah. viv's answer okay so i am excited for the purpose of this podcast and in general i'm excited to see more women get into like strength training and finding their place because I think when I joined CrossFit I did it and I did it for a real long time and I was pretty decent at it but it wasn't me it didn't feel like I could do it and I could right. do everything and be great at it all yeah and when I when I signed up for this show I didn't think I was going to be able to do a lot of the things and I was able to keep up with Stacy <laughs> oh our first the first competition <laughs> and is the first how competition and is how I met and how I actually started Strongman I didn't do like any real strongman movements until this contest <laughs> and so i was just like okay we'll see how this goes and that's how i heard about strongman i didn't look up strongman sorry strongman sorry <laughs> or any of that stuff but that's, that's right how... i was instagramming it and you you yeah like, and i did follow you and um so it was it was cool because i was just like oh i could do these things and i can do all of the movements that i like to do and i can still move and i can still run around and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm getting excited to see more women just finding their strength. In, and confidence. And confidence in doing strength training and not having... And having someone to commiserate about how I can't fit blazers and, <laughs> and jackets and having it be, like, a point of not pain, but, like, of, like, 
Yeah, I can't fit blazers. I'm about to hulk out of this flannel. I've I've reached <laughs> I've reached the the upper back status of not getting to wear blazers anymore. Yeah, but like I I find it really cool and really interesting that more women want to talk about strength training versus like let's do gazillion things of other stuff and having other women to talk about the strength training and how they're feeling with their core strength and all this other stuff with and allowing them to be feminine while doing it yeah, is yeah, like definitely. an interesting thing because I I have a lot of people ask me, do you get offended when people call it strongman? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> They're like, yeah. because because they say like, oh well, shouldn't they call it strongman because you're a woman? And I was like, well, the sport is called strongman, so that's just what it's called. Yeah. And that's I mean I don't feel uncomfortable, but that's just my personality and that's yeah. how I am. But. I do have people go like, "Aren't you? Isn't it called strong woman?" And I, I mean, was like, but, but like, I am a strong you woman. You can't take the man out of that because then the sport would be called strong person. Like, and that's I, I re- yeah, I refer to it as that sometimes. Or strong people. Just, we are a bunch of strong more, people, but, but we're more than just strong people. Like that—that yeah. that alludes to like a nebulous. I'm just a strong person. <laughs> no, I'm performing a specific sport. You know, so, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I don't take offense to it, and it's really interesting where people are like. Oh no! And I'm like, it's not that big a deal. Like, if you want to stress out about it, you can, if you want. But like, I really am proud of the sport that I do, strongman. And I'm a woman that does strongman. I'm a strong woman, and that's great. And (laughs) And I have, I love having people to talk about it now, and having more smaller women and women that are my size and in the middle, just to like talk about um, the confidence they're gaining with strong with the strength training and like. I guess messing around with their health and things like that where they get to experiment with their bodies more than they would if they were just focused on just getting tiny and small and yeah no I, I i think it's great that uh, more women are getting involved with the sport and uh, i can tell you like from when i started like strong woman nationals and men's nationals wasn't i i went to, my first nationals was the first one where they're in the same place before mm. that nationals like strong women nationals was just like yeah yeah you just kind of you three women go over there and <laughs> oh, have, like, so sad. which which i never thought made any sense and uh i think the first nationals i went to i think there's like six women in like the middleweight class or something and then this last year there was like 20 plus in every class yeah so it, it's grown like a lot and i think this next year in 2015 i think it's gonna be even more like that's definitely where it's growing the most and i i think that's a good thing because you know women they they're fun to watch i like well that's i mean that's when i go when when i'm either in or at a contest Uh the people are interested in watching the women of course. They get bored. Um, okay, so maybe, you know, the top heavyweight men, right? Like, they're... Super cool. Super fun. Right. And and sometimes, often, the, the middleweights can be uh, better to watch than, like, the super heavyweight men because they're more agile. Aesthetic. So, you know, yes. But at the same... Like, the women are what people are really interested in, right? Like, seeing a woman do a car deadlift is... Everybody stops what they're doing to watch a woman do a car yeah. deadlift. And um, hold their breaths and all that. <laughs> yep, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna lift this car. Yeah, like, I got. This was actually this last nationals was the first time. Like the, they've had a car deadlift at nationals the past couple of years, and car deadlift's kind of my thing. 
I hit it. I did it 28 reps in 2000. Was it 13 or 2012 at nationals? And I think the next closest was like 19. So, like that's that's my lift. And I've always said like you need they need to get a uh, they need to get a lighter car or you know figure it out so the women can do the same event. The women should do the same events the guys are doing, just scaled, of course. Yeah. Just like the lightweight guys should be doing the same events that the heavyweight guys should be doing, just, you know, of course, scale, because I don't weigh 350 pounds, I'm half that. <laughs> so this last year was the first year that they they got a car for the women to lift, and I, I wasn't competing this last year, and I was there helping uh, run the show and, you know, doing some updates for, for uh, American Strongman Corporation social media, and all the women just had this, like, scared look, like, scared look in their eyes because they've never done it and you know it's a lift that i i think i have the technique perfectly down so the whole time i'm coaching all these girls i'm like no put your feet here here and like just trying to make sure they're successful because i wanted the the women to be successful doing it because i wanted them to get to be able to do it the next year and you know and show that they can because if they go out and like two out of 20 girls lift up the car yeah then the next year they're going to be like, well, obviously we can't have them lift a car again. So I thought it was important for the sport to try to, you know, do whatever I could to help them get successful. And it was, it was actually, it was just, it was interesting to watch. And that's where I, I didn't leave that lane. You know, there was three in the three other lanes. Guys were lifting the whole time. I didn't leave the lane that the women were doing because it was, they're crying. They're doing like, they're just a mo. And you saw, like, some girls, they, they'd go out there, and they didn't know beforehand that they would be able to do it, and then they did it, and, the, you know, that was an emotion, you know, and that was something that they didn't think that they'd be able to do, so it was just, you know, it was, it was, it was cool to see, you know, someone, that's what I love about this sport, is you go out, there's something you're not sure you can completely do, then you go and do it, and having that sense of accomplishment, doing something you never thought you could do, is just, that's what I think special about this sport. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to mention, or maybe you can remind people where to find you? Yeah, if you just want more information on the sport and how to get into it, or even just how to do events correctly, just go to startingstrongman.com. We have a, a gym map. It's at strongmanmap.com. And uh, one thing I'm going to have soon is a contest calendar where you can find any contest all over the world. You know, because there's shows besides NAS that are unsanctioned. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd and be awesome. also, it's kind of, like, we have it pretty good here in the amateur system in the United States. So I'm going to have that done in about two weeks, hopefully, and uh, it'll be user-submitted. And you just find a show anywhere you want, and it will be a startingstrongman.com you can follow it on instagram and facebook as well it's just you know at starting strongman and i think this is the the least amount of time i've ever spent not talking about myself <laughs> we like to make it about you know us yeah. <laughs> i guess there's things more important than me well thank you again for coming on and i know well, we'll see you. you around on social media might see you at the arnold so we'll be in touch Maybe. 